This episode is brought to you by Roster Up Media, your home for tangible insights on the NFL and fantasy football. Head to rosterupmedia.com for more. If you love football, you'll love Roster Up. What is up, guys? Welcome back to the Jet Up podcast, part of the Roster Up Media podcast network. I am your host, James McWilliams, and I am back to talk a little Jets football ahead of one of the biggest games of the Jets' last 10 years. Because you know what? It's getting real. Every single game matters now. But I'm pumped. So thank you for listening. We missed last week. I've been under the weather. Seems like every other week at this point. My son has been in daycare, and they say when your son or daughter goes to daycare that you're bound to get sick at home because you're getting all these things that you haven't had to deal with in years, yada, yada. So I just don't know. I'm not, you know what? I'm not a cruel parent. I'm not going to go ahead and just blame my son for all my sicknesses. I'm just going to blame him for half of them. And that's how I feel right now. (laughs) Sorry, son, if you're listening to this in roughly 10 years or so. Uh, when I start letting you listen to podcasts. But anyway, back to the show. I am feeling a little bit better, a little bit, you know, I'm feeling good enough to do the show. So I feel like I need to get you guys an episode ahead of what is a very important game this weekend and off the back of two straight losses to the the Vikings and the Bills. We have not discussed those on the show, um, but very disappointing losses. Before I get into that, I just want to remind you guys to go ahead and leave us a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and uh, this episode is only going to be audio. I've been doing uh, YouTube episodes as well, um, but just not feeling up to video today. Uh, So, you know, appreciate you guys listening in, uh, and uh, let's get into it. So, the New York Jets are uh, seven and five. Uh, seven and six, apologies. Seven and six. They are last in the AFC East, uh, but that means absolutely nothing this year because uh, if the I believe if the Patriots and Dolphins both lose this weekend, we are second in the AFC East. So this is a division all with winning records. Everyone in the division can make the playoffs this year. Uh, right now, uh, all three of the four teams are projected to make the playoffs. Um, it's probably going to come down to Jets Patriots on who gets in to that final spot. So this game is huge for us this weekend. Every single week is going to be going forward. Um, but we lost to the Vikings and the Bills. So these these games were tough because, you know, I said if we can get one of these, it's going to make a big difference in this playoff hunt. And it did. We lost both, and now we're technically out of the playoff uh, picture or in the hunt, as they like to say. Uh, where we are right on the cusp. We are the nine seed right now, and we need to be the seven seed if we want to get into the playoffs, um, at least the seven seed. Um, so, you know, big losses to the Vikings and Bills. Both games were, were on paper, I say, were going to be really tough. I, I actually have projected losses in both of them a few weeks ago, kind of changed my tune in the last show and said, I think we can win this Vikings game. Uh, and we we basically did, and then we just, we just blew it. Um, so obviously had red zone opportunities that we just absolutely fell flat on. Uh, Should have won that game. 
We played better than them. We had the ball where we needed to have it, when we needed to have it, dropped key passes. Uh, play calling was was confusing. So, you know, I we just really lost that game ourselves in the end. We should have we should have beat the Vikings uh, based on how that game actually went. And then we play the Bills, and the Bills, uh, you know, it's really hard to beat a team twice, especially a team that was a Super Bowl favorite coming into the year and has – not lived up to the expectations I think that most people expected. Uh, they've struggled a little bit more uh, than most people would have guessed, but the Bills are still an elite football team and uh, sitting at 10-3 and three now. Uh, but we had a chance in this one. We really did. We, we fought them down to the wire um, and, and ended up having a shot uh, towards the end of the game uh, to try to, to tie it up and uh, just couldn't get it done. Uh, but – we're showing that we're able to stay in games until the final whistle. And I think that's something we have not seen from the Jets uh, in, in recent years where, you know, the game seems to be over by the fourth quarter, by the time we're starting the fourth quarter, whereas this year we're, we're in these games until the final whistle. And that's really important uh, as far as growth for this team. So really excited to see that. Um, obviously, Mike White has been playing quarterback for the last three games. Um, Zach Wilson was benched. Uh, and and White's been looking good. I think, you know, he hasn't played elite quarterback football, but he's played good quarterback football. And you know what? That's what this team needed. Uh, we're one and two with Mike White as the quarterback. But like I said, those Vi- the Vikings and Bills game, we were right in it. Uh, we rightfully destroyed the Bears. So White is playing, you know, good enough for this team to win football games against good teams. Uh, but we're just missing on those last second, you know, last, you know, few minute opportunities to to take it from these teams um so we could easily have you know won both of those games and be sitting at nine and four instead we're at seven and six uh, and i said on twitter this week that you know i really i really hope this does not come to pass but those two patriots losses they're just sort of they're just in our shadow and we just feel like we you know i just feel like it's going to be the reason we don't make the playoffs if we don't make the playoffs because those were two games we absolutely should have won. Um, we were the better team in both of those games, and we lost both. Uh, just unacceptable, but that's in the past. I'm just saying, when I look back at this season, I go, those were two games we could have had easily uh, as wins. Instead, they're losses, and we're in this difficult situation. Our backs are against the wall. The Jets have to prove that they can fight back and get off that wall and go and take their playoff spot. Um, because they they deserve it based on what they've put together this year. They've exceeded expectations. They had a five and a half point, a five and a half win projection this year, and they uh, are at seven wins. So obviously they've outperformed, um, but they easily could have been at nine wins at this point um, with a couple of those games that I mentioned. So, you know, I think this team is way better than most people expected, including myself. Um, I projected seven to eight wins for the year. Um, I think we have an opportunity now to go and get 10, um, and uh, we'll talk about that in our next segment. But uh, who's been performing well over this stretch here, even in these losses? Garrett Wilson, man. Garrett Wilson is elite. He's being talked about now as a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL. Um, I think if he had great quarterback play since game one this year, he would be in that discussion for for top six or seven in the NFL. Um, he He has just been phenomenal at getting open. Um, he just makes great corners look silly on a regular basis. Um, and he he's he's do, just great after the catch, too. Um, making guys miss, getting out in open field and 
and just making plays. So um, really a great, great, great draft pick. And he's been playing elite football. Um, you know, I think it's been an amazing year for our draft pick. Sauce Gardner is the favorite right now to win defensive rookie of the year. Um, and, and that's another just, just player that, you know, we got just this year. These are rookies. They should not be performing this well. And they are so really exciting. And then we have Elijah Moore, uh, who's back to being Elijah Moore. Um, last couple of weeks, he's looked like his old self. He's getting targeted. He's getting open. I think he has something like 10 targets last game. So he's got to be happy, and it's showing in his, his play. He's he's making more plays, um, and it's helping the team um, in these these competitive matchups. You can't just have one good guy out there. Elijah Moore gives you another one. Um, Corey Davis has had some good good games uh, recently. Made some big catches uh, for us. Uh, he uh, is he was out last week though with an injury, so um, we'll see if he's back this Sunday. Denzel Mims has been stepping up. Uh, getting his opportunities and capitalizing on them. He's catching some difficult uh, high, high pressure moment passes uh, for first downs on, on third downs. Um, so really exciting to see him get involved in this offense. Finally, excuse me, but there's gotta be some, some problems, right? Um, and, and one of those problems right now, Sad to say it, but the New York Jets need to start phasing Braxton Berrios out of this offense. These these end arounds, these these plays where he is the, the main target on a fourth down, I just don't get it. Okay, Berrios had some some really awesome success the last few games last year, and he got kind of overhyped this offseason, and we signed him to a decent deal. And I think most people were okay with that, and I was okay with that. You know, he had earned it, but, you know, it's not about your contract sometimes. It's about what are you doing for me today? And for right right now, at least, Braxton Berrios is is struggling. He's dropping game-winning touchdowns. He's uh, not gaining many yards. He's going backwards on a lot of these, these end-arounds. Um, he's being targeted, you know, on fourth downs uh, where, we, you know, and it's not like slants. He's, like, getting <laughs> thrown, um, you know, he, he's being asked to beat his corner. Uh, and get open uh, for a contested catch. And, and that's just not who he is. Um, he's kind of a gadget guy. And ultimately, at the end of the day, he's a special teams guy uh, who who provides some depth. He should not be out there on critical plays and should definitely not be the primary option in key situations. So I think we need to, to start phasing him out of this offense uh, and only use him when absolutely necessary. Um, give his touches, give those plays to Elijah Moore. Uh, he can do the same thing, but way, way better. So I think that's what I would like to see going into this week. Um, the O-line also giving up way too many pressures against the Bills. The Bills did not have Von Miller, and we still struggled uh, against pressure uh, from from the Bills. Now, the Bills are still a good pass rush without Von Miller, but got to clean that up as we go down the stretch here. And like I mentioned, the corners have been playing great. DJ Reed, Sauce, absolutely locked up Stephon Diggs. And uh, Gabe Davis, and the week before, Justin Jefferson did minimal damage. He still had a great game, to be honest with you, but he did not light up Sauce and DJ Reed. Uh, it was a lot of it on the safeties. Um, so you know what? I- I'm pumped with these corners. They've been playing absolutely out of their mind all year. And of course, the biggest star in the New York Jets, Quinn and Williams. He's a surefire All Pro. This guy, possibly. And I will say this cautiously, but I truly do believe he could be 
the best interior defensive lineman in the NFL today. He has 11 sacks. 11. He had two sacks against the Bills. Just tossing dudes out of the way and then grabbing Josh Allen and just planting his face into the turf. Just playing like he looks like he did when he was at Alabama right now where nobody could get just no one could stop him. He would just toss dudes to the left and the right and make plays. So he, he's just a game wrecker right now. He's, he's living up to what everybody had really, really hoped he would. And for the first few years of his career, he didn't show it at this level. Um, he showed glimpses, occasional dominance. Um, he's had some help this year for the first time, really, uh, where he's had like some good edge rushers on the line with him. And it's showing. It's, it's taking some of the pressure off him. He's still getting triple teamed at times. Um, but I think he's seeing a little bit less of the double teams and he's getting an opportunity to go and just beat his man. And he's going to beat his man nine out of 10 times. So really awesome to see him just dominating every opportunity. He's a surefire all pro will make the pro bowl 100%. Uh, he's tied for the NFL lead in sacks for interior defensive linemen. Just love to see it. What a great guy. He's going to get paid though. So prepare yourself for that. I was saying on Twitter today, Cherish this defense because you know what? They're not always going to be this good. We're not going to be able to pay all of these elite stars on this team. Eventually, you know, soon Quinn is going to want to deal probably this off season. You're going to have sauce eventually want to deal. Not, not yet, obviously, um, you know, but it's, it's going to get, get and, we, and everybody wants to get better at safety. So if we have to pay somebody there, I mean, you know, we have a couple opportunities there with CJ Mosley's contract, and and uh, Carl Lawson's contract, you can get rid of a lot of money. But I like those guys. I do. Uh, I You know, Carl Lawson doesn't have 10 sacks, but he's got six sacks, and he disrupts, and he's in there a lot. He, you know, he makes a lot of plays. And then C.J. Mosley has like 120-something tackles this year already. I mean, he had, he's just making plays all over the field and very underrated. I think he had a bonehead play against the Bills. And everyone just focused on that. But he had a pretty good game otherwise. Made a lot of plays. So, you know, hate to see these guys potentially going in the future. But right now, we're going to cherish it, this elite defense that we have. Sadly, Quinn and Williams got hurt in the Bills game and likely will not play Sunday. So they said he was 50-50. I think it's probably a lower possibility that he plays than, than that he does play, that he doesn't play. So, I, I you know, I think we're probably not going to see him against the lions, which is tough because the lions have a good O line. Um, and I think that's going to be, it's one of the best O lines in the league. So it's going to be really hard to not have your best pass rusher, best run defender on the field. Um, it's like going up against a team who has Aaron Donald in their back pocket and they don't in this game. So that's how good Quinn Williams is playing that I'm comparing him to Aaron Donald. And that is not an exaggeration beginning of the season. People would have called me crazy. Now I don't see any pushback on that. So I'm going to stick with it. And then the last guy I want to talk about over the last few weeks is bam night, bam night. Just what in the world, the, the, the talent that Joe Douglas has found all over the place is just Truly incredible. I mean, you're talking about an undrafted free agent running back who was on the practice squad. And Jets fans and every fan of different teams love to fall in love with these guys that 
are undrafted and barely make the roster and we go, oh, well, you know, we just developed them. And it usually never happens. These guys never really see game action. But Bam Knight is not only seeing game action, he is RB1 right now. Would he be RB1 if Brees Hall was healthy? No. Brees Hall's better. But Bam Knight is RB1 right now with the other guys. Mike Carter, unfortunately, had a rough one where he had a, a really, really critical fumble that just killed the Jets' drive when they really needed to score against the Bills. Um, but Bam Knight's been a bright spot. I'm really excited. He just runs. He's so explosive. The way he runs through a hole, I mean, it's like it's like he just has a different gear than the other guys. So I think that's what Rob Sala loves about him. And uh, he's really reignited this run offense uh, in the past couple weeks. So something we need, especially as the weather get, keeps getting colder, going to have to establish the run. And the last thing I'm going to say in this segment is that Robert Sala <clears throat> has galvanized the locker room. After the Bills game, when you'd think the locker room would be down in the dumps, Rob Sala went in and said to them, we will see them again regarding the Bills. That's a playoff prediction, folks. And that is the end of segment one. Segment two. So going into this week, we have the Lions on the schedule. Uh, Really, really big game, as I mentioned. Big, big, big game. It's big. Can I say it again? Every single game going forward should make you nervous. It's a good thing, but it should. Every single game going forward can make or break this season. We are not in pat ourselves on the back. We, we beat our five and a half win total projection mode. We are in, we can make the playoffs. This team is better than we thought they were. And we're going to make a, make a run for this mode. So, <coughs> excuse me. We are uh, in that, that moment of time. So there's a quote I want to read you. I'm a big Lord of the Rings fan. So shout out to all my Lord of the Rings people out there. Best trilogy ever made. And <coughs> best fantasy writer, uh, Dara Tolkien. Shout out. RIP. But I want to read you this quote because this is, this is very relatable to our current situation for the New York Jets. This is from Galadriel, who, by the way, if you've seen the new Lord of the Rings series on Prime, she's awesome. But this is from the movie. And in the movie... She's awesome. So here's what she says. She says, the quest stands upon the edge of a knife. Stray but a little, and it will fail to the ruin of all. Yet hope remains while the company is true. That's where we're at right now. We are upon the edge of a knife here. We cannot stray. We've got to continue to press on. Together as a team, this team has to stick together and make it happen. And they can. They believe in each other. They believe in this coach. We need to get this done. So thank you, Galadriel, for that quote. The Lions in this one are favored by one point, which I don't even know why, but they're hot right now. They've won like five out of the last six games. Their offense is extremely underrated. 
Um, they are a good team right now. They the games they've lost this year, like they had a shot in. This is a really good team. This is not at all the Lions of old. So do not mark this just as an easy win on the schedule. It is a must-win game, though, for the Jets. We likely have to win, like I mentioned earlier, three of the next four games to get into the playoffs. Minimum, we have to win three. There is a chance that if we don't win three, that we could get in, but it's extremely low. So let's control our own destiny here. Let's win at least three of the next four. These are the final four, I should say. And we're currently ninth, like I mentioned, in the AFC. So we have to be seventh. So we're going to be rooting against the Patriots. We're going to be rooting against the Dolphins. Um, the Chargers will also root against. They're, they're the other team that's fighting for that last spot. But you know what? That I, I just They have an easier schedule ahead. The Jets have a tougher schedule ahead. So I think it's going to come down to Patriots uh, or Dolphins for that spot. And I would be heartbroken if either of those te- two teams took that spot from us. So let's not let them. Let's go out there and let's dominate. The Lions, as I mentioned earlier, have a great O-line. We need to find a way to get pressure without Quinnen in there. Goff can sling it, can't give him too much time. The receivers are good on the on the, uh, the Lions. Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, Chark. Now Jamison Williams is back. Uh, he's a burner. So they have some weapons now. And then the run game is good for them. Jamal Williams, uh, DeAndre Swift, these are good running backs. Jamal Williams is first in the NFL in rushing touchdowns with 14. Jets have to have to step up. The defense has to just continue to do what they've done. And I think we'll win this game because I think our offense is going to do well against this Lions D, which is not formidable. But it's going to be it's going to be a brutal one. We have basically the two toughest looking, toughest type head coaches in the NFL and Robert Sala. Um, and oh my gosh, I'm blanking. I am blanking. Dan Campbell. I knew it was Dan Campbell. Um, so between Dan Campbell and, and Robert Sala, I'd love to see that like as a UFC match. Throw those two guys in a cage. They're just animals. They're animals. Love those two guys. Two of my favorite coaches in the league for sure. So I think it's going to be a dogfight. It's going to be a tough game. I think it's going to be a lot of scoring. Um, and, you know, I think it's, it's, it's going to come down to the fourth quarter. So I'm actually thinking about going to this game, uh, just deciding sort of la- some last-minute things if I'm going to be able to go. Weather's going to be cold, and uh, our friends over at the Lion Up podcast um, are going. I know they are going. So we'll see if we can uh, meet up with them uh, in the parking lot prior. Uh, not for a fight, probably just for uh, <laughs> some burgers and some hanging out. Um, but, uh, you know, go check their their pot out. They're probably talking Jets this week. So uh, go ahead and check that out. Um, but uh, I'm excited for this one. I, my prediction for this game is a 31-27 Jets win. So I think it's going to be high scoring. I, I typically project some higher scoring games. Um, now that it's getting colder, we'll see. But I think it's not going to be freezing uh, this Sunday. So if you're going to the game, you know, bundle up. But it uh, should still be enjoyable. Um, going to be fun. Excited for this one. Really matters a lot for us. 
Um, these are winnable games for sure, and we should absolutely win this game. Um, and then we have the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and then the Dolphins to finish out the year. Got to get three or four, guys. Got to get three out of four. So I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, the last thing I'm going to say before we log off on this podcast is the road to 10 wins starts now. Let's go get number eight. Jet up. We'll see you later. Go Jets, baby. Thanks for listening to this episode of Jet Up. Remember to go leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and follow us on Twitter at JetUpPod. This episode is brought to you by RosterUp Media, where football meets data. Head to RosterUpMedia.com for more great NFL content.